last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Two children on this island have now died as a result of Strep A. In recent days, we were told of a five-year-old in the north and now the chief medical officer has confirmed the death of a four-year-old here in the Republic. So what is Strep A? How can it be identified? How much of a danger is it to the general population? Uh, Let's start with uh, Dr. Dennis McCauley, chairman of the GP committee of the IMO. Uh, Tell us what Strep A is and how parents can recognise when their children have it or not. I suppose, Matt, it's, a, it's one of the common um, respiratory um, uh, infections that we that we see very, very commonly. The, I suppose the issue is that parents just have to. It's a it's a way of just of reminding parents of how to recognise their their child when they are very ill. I think the the important thing to remember is most of the time, if if any of your listeners, if their child gets strep A, they will present with a, t- a mild temperature, a bit of a sore throat. This will last longer than the tw- twenty tw- twenty. Uh, four forty-eight hours, and then you'll go to your GP who'll say, "No, this is strep A, and, and you'll get an uh, um, an antibiotic." So, you just—I suppose—it's just reminding parents how to ha- how to deal with a, a child who's just sick but not too bad, but more importantly, how to identify a child who suddenly becomes very unwell. And it is whether it's strep A, whether it's meningitis, whether it's anything, what to do when when the, when when sort of certain do? standard. I suppose what you do is first of all recognize it. I think if your child if, it's, if the child's under three months and it is a very high temperature, over 38, isn't feeding, the, the, their nappies are dry, they just don't look well. You just go to your GP or if you are the, out of our service um, or go to the emergency um, um, department. So I think it's more when the child is sick. The, the vast majority of your listeners, will their children now have respiratory illnesses. They have a temperature, they have a runny nose, they may have a sore throat, but they're fine. The, the recommendation there is just, listen, this is just it's probably it could be a, any number of in of infections, but just watch the child. The temperature um, settles with paracetamol, and you wait twenty four hours. If it isn't settling into the sort of second day, say we we may as well get get him get here him, him or her seen at that stage. I think it is just a reminder that. There is um, respiratory illnesses. Most of the time, give very mild symptoms. Uh, they most of them resolve themselves. Some of them may need an antibiotic, but there will be the exceptional case where your child isn't well and it's worse than they're worse than they normally are. Then what you do is you don't you you go and seek medical advice. So, in an older child, if their temperature is above thirty nine and it won't come down with par- with 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 paracetamol, they have a severe headache, they're drowsy. You don't you don't want Wonder, I wonder which which bug it is. You go and you get your your your, your child checked. So it I, is, think, I think parents instinctively know when things are worse than just a sort of a common head cold or a flu or whatever. And yeah, they need and to get I, it. But it does raise a question, Dennis, as to these strep A. How prevalent has it always been? Is this outbreak in twenty twenty two of a much greater ver- number than it would have been in no. previous years during the COVID years and before the COVID years? I think it's. I think the the chief medical the one of the people from the HP the HPSA came yes, mentioned yesterday, Dr. Moore, that before COVID it was generally about a hundred you know one hundred and thirty one hundred and fifty cases a year of the very severe um, of the very severe uh, strep A where where it gets into the to to the bloodstream. So far this year we've only seen fifty five, but it seems to be just that there's a lot of them happening this month. In that it seems to be that with the onset of all the other respiratory 
respiratory infections. This seems the strep A have sort of tagged on to that. So it isn't the worst year for strep A at all. It just happens to be a, a, a particularly bad two months for for strep A. Sorry, there's a listener as well saying the biggest problem at the moment though is actually getting an appointment with a doctor. The GPs seem to be overwhelmed. Uh, I just know well, this think, even myself trying yeah. to get organised with blood tests. It, it taking a while now to get it actually organised when it can be done. I think there is an issue with the actual capacity with uh, with seeing your your uh, your GP at present. The demand is greatly exceeding the ability for us to handle it. Now that is an issue, and this is why I think I think we have to give general ad- advice first. If your child has a mild temperature, a sore throat, and it's the first day. I would not seek medical advice. I would just give them paracetamol and observe them. Hopefully, it'll just get better itself. But naturally, if your child is very ill, just get seek medical advice, whether it's the GP ring to say it's urgent, out of hours, even go to the accident and emergency. So there is, there's two issues. The actual capacity issue is is there. We're having a problem with it. We're worried about it, and we're even we're we're more worried next year with the announcement of so many new medical cards that the capacity issue will only get worse, and waiting lists will actually start. But that's a separate argument. Tonight, the argument is there's a lot of respiratory illnesses around. It can one of them is 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 strep A. But if your child is very ill, it doesn't matter if it's strep A or any other illness. Go and seek medical advice. If it's mild, observe and see how things go. Um, we would see. Just to, as a so almost separate bit of a, uh, advice, we would see strep A quite regularly. It's that tem- it's that sore throat that doesn't go away. You see, you then um, examine them after day two or three. You say, okay, there's there's some pus on the tonsils. It is a bacterial infection. You need an a, an antibiotic, and that's the that's the normal approach that that one should take. Except if the child is is. Just, okay. You just know instinctively that they're not well. Dr. Dennis McCauley from the IMO, thank you for joining us. We have Dr. Ike Okafor, who is the Clinical Director of Children's Health Ireland with us as well. Thank you for taking time to join us because I know everyone is extremely busy in the children's hospitals around the country at present. I understand that you're inundated with numbers at present. Why so? Yes, um, we are. Um, and it's, Sorry, let me just find a place, a quiet place. Um, it's you know it's just due to um, a combination of factors. Um, I think the key thing is that we've we've had a very a very high rate of winter respiratory viruses, um, and we've seen a, a slightly unusual pattern um, in terms of the time of year that we've seen some of these viruses. Uh, so we had RSV, which is typical. But we've had other viruses earlier on that were not typical on top of the RSV. We are having an early rise in flu cases, in um, influenza A cases, and we're also still having COVID. So there are a lot of viruses out there. And that's the key thing. The other thing is that we have seen that children who we do admit uh, with, uh, with uh, the respiratory viral infections, especially the very young babies, that we've seen um, a, a longer length of stay in hospital. So that's taken up all our hospital beds, including our PICU beds. And that means that we're having more and more children on trolleys in ED. And because of that, that interrupts flow. So we're not able to see the children who are attending. Uh, on top of that, we're having issues uh, around staffing, um, either from long-term sick leave or short-term sick leave, or staff who've just you know, we just feel that they can't do this anymore and they've gone to do other things. 
Uh, so it's a combination of all of this. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's really been a tough few months for us. Like, why are children requiring longer uh, stays in hospital? I mean, we've had uh, different theories why, um, you know, uh, children aren't responding to viruses, especially the young babies. And, you know, so many people are, are, are thinking that over the time we were doing all the public health measures for COVID, maybe we interrupted the normal, you know, the, you know, the normal association that young children have with these viruses. And we've had a, a sterile kind of two or three years where children didn't interact more with viruses and all of, and all of a sudden now. You know, it's kind of come back, and uh, a lot of these children are naive to some of these viruses. Where in the past they would have encountered it at least at some stage in their lives, so and I think, yeah, I think that's making it more severe. Or maybe the viruses have changed, but I, we we think it's the host that has changed rather than the viruses. But we we are finding that the younger babies are having um, um, longer lengths of stay in hospital, and that's clogging up on our hospital beds. We heard, uh, Ike, from Dr. Dennis McCauley just before you saying, you know, go to your GP and if it's more serious, if you feel it's more serious, go to the emergency department. And a lot of listeners are getting in touch saying they just can't get appointments with their GPs. So do you find, are there perhaps parents arriving at the children's hospitals who really shouldn't bring the children there? Or is it a case that if you are worried, and particularly about a child, look, just go to the emergency department and you will be seen to? Absolutely. I mean, if you come, if you come to the ED, you will be seen to. Um, and if you're worried about your child, um, and if you think your child is really sick, absolutely, um, do come to us. Um, if you have access to your GP, go to your GP. If you can't get an appointment and you're worried, come to us. But there, but there are still children coming in with minor problems, and I mean, you know, things that have been chronic or have been there for a long time or things that are not acutely um, troubling. You know, if a child is coming in with constipation that is ongoing or, you know, ingrowing toenail or a sprain, you know, we're still seeing those things. I mean, those are the things that maybe, you know, can wait, you know, a day or two and see the GP for, you know, and, um, or, you know, advice about medication, you know, um, how much to give, how frequently to give, those kind of things. You can go to your pharmacy nearly and get the advice from your local pharmacy. And what about um, the flu vaccine for children? Because there are a lot of advertisements running here on this station and elsewhere present for the ages of 2 to 17. How quickly do you, would you recommend that these should be taken up? Uh, we recommend it for every child above 2. Um, it will, it's, it's probably going to be the one thing that, that parents can do that will make a, a difference um, not just to the work we do, but to everybody who is sick and, and, and who is coming to see us. Because when the EDs are clogged up, it takes us more time to see those children who are really sick. Um, so the, the one thing that parents can do is to get their children vaccinated. Um, OK, we leave it there. Dr. Yeah. Ike Okafor, the, the Children's Hospital Ireland Clinical Director. Thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.